Um, I'd say welcome to another episode of Chipheads. Hello. Ooh, it's been a while. Yeah. And we've got a very special guest. Introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Josh Davis. Um, I go by, I make Game Boy Music under the name BitShifter, and I'm excited to be involved in this episode of Chipheads. Kind of ludicrous awesome. to have yourself, like, to have you... Like describe who you are, because I think everybody knows who you are. I, I, I'm quite sure that's not true. But <laughs> I appreciate the sentiment, though. Ah, that's a big name. Well, well, your your track is an example for what you can do with LSDJ on the site, right? Less every day, given how high the bar keeps getting with people making LSDJ chip music nowadays. Uh, every time I hear some new, you know, young talent come up, uh, you know, I'm always knocked out, <laughs> or almost always knocked out by the level of their skill, and I'm a little bit, you know, I feel like. Maybe it's time for me to, you know, hang up the Game Boys, retire, let the let the young youngsters take over. <laughs> a little bit intimidated. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Maybe even more than a little bit. <laughs> uh, well, maybe you shouldn't be. No. Okay. Well, um, you're touring Europe right now. I am. Yeah. Oh, I'm for up. show. Uh, for show tour. Yeah, I'm doing uh, two weeks in Europe. Um, just played Antwerp last weekend. That was a blast. Um, as you both know, um, and you both helped make it a blast. Um, with your respective uh, participation. I'm heading to Sheffield, England tomorrow, uh, playing there tomorrow night as part of uh, Steel City Chip Tune. I imagine by the time this goes online, that will have been in the past. So thanks for coming. It was awesome. Um, Monday night, I'm playing in um, Cambridge, England with Jellica and Radio Waves Goodbye and new edition Claire Kwong on visuals. And then, um, yeah, the grand finale is uh, Chip Hits the Fan in Nuremberg, Germany. Mm. So I'm excited about that. That's on November 2nd. We'll be going as well. Yeah, we'll be there as well. So awesome. Got to be a good one. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm sure Steel, uh, Steel City uh, Chip. Steel? What is it? Steel, Steel, Steel City, City Chip is going to be a great one as well. And you were at Hyperwave. Oh, that was USK. I was not at Hyperwave. No, oh, I, I was jealously watching people talking about Hyperwave on the yeah. internet. That's right. He was at Hyperwave. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Just as a visitor now. Yeah. But that was good as well. As yeah, far as that I was heard. fun. It was amazing. Mm. Yeah, that was an incredible lineup. F- very sweaty. Yeah, <laughs> very sweaty. That of what, that's what I've heard. But yeah, yeah it's it's great to, to have another hyperwave again. Yeah, yeah. Because it's been a while for that as well. Yeah. Well, I've seen Mikey post things on Facebook like in the in the vein of, "Well, this was so good. We should do this like very often, like very soon again." <laughs> um, so let's Fingers hope crossed. he uh, yeah. he continues doing these because hopefully, yeah, I couldn't make it, but definitely would love to go to come next year. Um, I wrote down a lot of stuff in, like, put a lot of stuff on my phone because there a lot's been happening since the last time that we did an episode. For example, the very fact that Anna Maniguchi just released their new album just today, right? Just today. Sounds great. You've already listened. I've already listened to it. I saw you post on Facebook that you yeah um, listening to it. Yeah, I gave it a, while we were sort of getting ready, slowly getting ready, just for our day today. Um, I just had it playing on my tiny phone speakers, but. Sounded great on those, so it's probably going to sound really great on proper speakers. <laughs> if it sounds good on iPhone speakers, on yeah. phone speakers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for those guys because they've been working on this um, for a long time, and I think they're pretty excited to finally have it out in the world. And uh, and yeah, I thought it sounded great. I'm always in awe of what those guys are able to do, and, and uh, it's fun to cheer them on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was good. Uh, it's funny, though, because they, they, um, they're coming to Holland. They are. I just saw that. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be an Einpass show, right? Uh, yeah, or an Einpass organized okay, show. Okay, yeah. yeah. And they're going to play. In a, they're going to be twice in the Netherlands, actually. Are they? In Amsterdam, Melkweg, and in Utrecht. Holy shit, darling! That's great. Yeah, and there was some confusion about the dates because on their website it said 18th, Amsterdam, the other Utrecht, and then 
at the venues themselves, it was the other way around. So if you're watching, go fix that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I really like their album. And, and uh, to be frank, I'm relatively new to the Gypsy. You know, I haven't really heard that much of Anna Gucci's old material. But I'm like, I know it's a big name. Like everybody's always talking about Anna Gucci. I've seen them the last time. It's good here. stuff. Yeah, they're great. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the live show. Mm -hmm. But are they like doing shows in? US as well, but that's where they are. I, they're doing. I think the shows and stages, and I don't. I don't remember off the top of my head what, what the sequence is. But they're doing a lot, a lot of touring in the in North America also. Yeah. So. so, if that's what you like, I'd say uh, go check the website and see where they perform. Yeah. Um, what else is happening in the US? There's going to be an IO ten year anniversary oh. uh, show. There's lots of shows, man. Like that. This, yeah, it's, like it's, just it's been the, the last half long. Uh, yeah, half past year of 2019 has been because we've had like four shows that you're doing. Then there's another Einbass coming. Then there Marie did another show in Paris. I think the last one at the Kawaii Cafe. Um, we've just had Chipwrecked. Like, oh man, so much. <laughs> and we're just continuing on. Yeah. Um, Square South Melbourne is. They're coming back, back. from yeah back yeah. from hiatus. Yeah. Um, so lots of shows, but yeah, I was doing a ten years anniversary. Who was coming? Lovely Fish was performing. Cyanide dancing. Cyanide dancing. Um, fuck yeah. jazz for a minute. I'm forgetting at least one or two people now. Um, Probably. But we don't uh, have a lot of us. Yeah, yeah. We, we'll we put came. it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't forget about doing that. <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> we guy. No, <laughs> we. Oh uh, yeah, so that's happened. Um, the guys from the Game Wave podcast, shout out to them. They put up a new. They put up, <laughs> they, <laughs> they put up a new uh, episode of their podcast as well. Okay. And it's been a long while since I think they did the last one. Mm. That's Joe from Pterodactyl Squad and uh, James York from um, Chibits. <laughs> and Square Sounds Tokyo. And Square Sounds Tokyo. Um, and and I believe they talked about Anime Gucci's new album as well. Okay. So, yeah. that's new news. Check their podcast out. Yeah, do so. Yeah, we're just going through the news and then, I mean, if there's anything that you'd like to talk about, Red, just go ahead. I think you guys have it covered so far. How, how, how did you start it with Chiptune, Josh? Is, is, this a, is this an ironic question or is it a real question? Well, if you want to answer it, go I'll ahead. I'll answer it, sure. Um, <laughs> it was by accident. I was... Um, it was like 2000, 2001, and I was um, at the time really interested in Game Boy camera photography. Um, and I had noticed that some online galleries, the people, I mean galleries, just people's personal galleries of their Game Boy uh, camera photography, it seemed that they were, they looked like direct, directly transferred digital image files as opposed to, they weren't, they weren't scans with the printed mm -hmm. images. So that got me thinking, well, how are they doing this? There must be some kind of way to get data off of a Game Boy camera into a computer so you can losslessly, you know, post online or whatever and have three people look at it and appreciate it. Um, and this led me to some discussion on some, I forget even where, on some um, internet group or email group um, about transfer hardware, but they were talking about it in the context of music software. So this, I was like, okay, screw the Game Boy camera. I want to know more about this. And I dug deeper. Um, Weirdly enough, I came across Nanoloop first, um, and I say weirdly enough because I don't think a lot of people are using the transfer gear for that program so much. It's, I think that program doesn't really play all that nicely with a lot of the transfer hardware, at least it didn't at the time. Mm -hmm. um, 
and LCJ was the one that people were most most frequently using it with. But so for whatever reason, um, Nanoloop was the first one I stumbled upon, ordered that on a cartridge, was blown away just by the whole concept of it. The sound samples that the developer Oliver had put on the site, um, in a way I think were really influential because um, the sound samples stylistically, they, they didn't sound anything like, like game music. They sounded like kind of IDM, you know, or like minimal right. techno. Yeah. And, and so right away, it totally reframed the use of the tool for me, where it's like, you know, mm -hmm. you don't have to, this doesn't have to be a gaming related thing. You can just make you know, minimal techno. Anyway, so you get the idea. Yeah. So, um, loop and then Little Sound DJ shortly after that. And yeah, it was off and running and I was just, it's been, um, a hobby for like almost 20 years now. So that's wow. kind of crazy. So, wow. yeah. Time flies. So time flies. Yeah. It happens a lot when I try to explain chiptune to people that are like not in the chiptune community. The first thing they think is like, Oh, so it's kind of sounds like Super Mario soundtrack. Exactly. They're like, no, well, no, but how am I going to explain this? Yeah. Yeah. So usually I say something along the lines of we're trying to make like modern music yeah. using archaic, but like you got to hear it to know what it sounds like. Yeah. That description or that sort of, that struggle to explain, to sort of convey that to people is, mm. yeah, it's every time there's a lot of, a lot of work you have to do. Just come to the show. Yeah. yeah, come to the show. It's, that should be <laughs> our, our, our stock answer. So you've got a photography background? No, not at all. Said, no, no, no. It no, was just was a, I was. <laughs> it was purely. I liked the aesthetic of you know these super low res, you know, yeah. pixelated black and white and shades of gray, you know, photos that you could make with yeah. it. Um, to me, it just seemed actually it seemed really like an interesting echo of punk rock aesthetics, like you know, like you know, um, show flyers that get photocopied a thousand times, where there's a certain degradation, a certain like character that yeah. that those designs would take on. Um, sort of, it's where the the medium is kind of intruding on the on the actual design. Um, right. And I thought, or you know, I happened to define the design, and I thought the same thing was kind of true in an interesting way with the Game Boy Music camera. But yeah, um, sadly, I didn't pursue any of that because uh, music got in the way. Not only for LSDJ, they they uh, I got seduced to the dark side. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad too, actually. It's been, it's been a blast. And have you tried any other, like, outside of Game Boy, any other consoles or trackers? Or? I haven't really. Um, I've played around just, but not in really any serious, uh, not in a serious way with um, Trippy H, which is the music sequencer that's in the Game Boy camera software. Um, oh, yeah. That's yeah. Um, weird. Yeah, I've played with that. It's neat. It's neat, yeah. I don't, it doesn't, I really wasn't able to figure out anything that I could do with it that people hadn't already done, you know, so uh, it didn't really, it didn't really stick with me, but I thought it was a pretty, it's neat that that existed at all, um, especially in an official Nintendo product. Um, other consoles, I bought a MIDI NES with the intent to explore it, and I just, it's still sitting in the closet, and um, Chris Cam, the developer, I'm sorry, I will use it someday, <laughs> I promise. Um, <laughs> we were talking about that before the before the show started like I think every musician understands like how life gets in the way yeah yeah <laughs> we're doing these kinds of yeah. things yeah it's unfortunate and um, the only one I can think of is for a while I had a copy of um, Synthcart which was Paul Slocum's uh, music software for the Atari 2600 um, is really cool I had I sold it at a time when I needed I sadly I needed some money and that I wasn't using it so much I really do regret selling it away now I really wish I still had it but uh, maybe I can find one on second hand at some point but um, anybody if, has one <laughs> I'm accepting donations <laughs> I'm sure you are <laughs> let's see what I, I was wondering something because uh, you you've recently released a new album I have which was exactly. quite the buzz on the internet um, I don't really know what the big deal was, but it's kind of you to say. <laughs> but it, it, it's been a while since since your last release, right? Yeah, um, 
so this one I've released, it was probably about a year ago, almost exactly a year ago. My previous release before that was in 2006. Um, I'm not proud of that gap, but, you know, like Stein said, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. Um, so, it, and it, it, funnily enough, a lot of the material on this new album was stuff that I was working on, you know, in like 2007, 2008, 2000, you know, that time period with the intention of getting it out, you know, around then. But other things just kept getting in the way. Um, also, I was really... Um, dividing my time a lot between, you know, just my day job and then we were running the Blip Festival event series. And so there really weren't enough hours in the day, I think, at the time to, you know, to really focus on the album. So even though some of the stuff for me is kind of older, I still really felt a compulsion. I really just wanted to, like, package it up, you know, solidify it, finalize it and get it out into the world. And I'm actually really glad that I did. So people might rightly say that it sounds a little bit dated, but... Well, that's I don't disagree, but it's 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 the sort of the statement I wanted to make, and I'm yeah. happy that we finally made so, it. So great. Does it feel different to perform songs that you wrote ten years ago instead of performing? Because I mean, the shows that you did like ten years ago were shows with like tracks that you like sure. composed a couple of months before. Yeah. So is that different? Is it weird to listen to your tracks that you wrote? Is boring different? Because yeah, it definitely <laughs> gets it gets old a little bit. I I've been I will say though that. Um, for a couple of reasons, I tried to. I I think I found ways to sort of keep it interesting for myself and hopefully also for audiences. Um, um, for example, some of the older material I did go up. Um, I did go through them um, before recording them for the record to kind of like soup them up or like to apply better techniques that I've learned in the time since. You know, um, sometimes rebuilding them. You know, from the ground up where needed. Um, so there's some stuff that's new about them, even though the, the fundamental structure of some of these songs is, uh, does date, for some of them, does date back um, a few years. Um, so yeah, I don't know, I'm always sort of trying to come at the material with, you know, a fresh set of ears and to see if, you know, if live mode presents any interesting ways to like, oh, maybe we can do something different with this song. We can, you know, we, at this particular point in the song, we can, you know, switch to live mode and mix up the pattern sequences or whatever else. Um, so things like that. Um, but uh, yeah, but at the same time, the material that I have released, even though it's old, um, it may sound strange, I still kind of, I still do believe in it. Like, so I, I still do enjoy playing it live and uh, I just hope the audience enjoys it as much as I do. I did. <laughs> Me too, man. Yeah, and I'm sure, I mean, the room went crazy during your set in Antwerp. Yeah. Bit great, so. Yeah, that was a good time. Um, yeah, I never really look up much when I'm playing, so I'm gonna trust you and take your word for that. Um, yeah, I know what that feels like. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a, I had, someone uh, came up to me and told me, "What are those things on on, on his Game Boy?" Oh yeah, you don't use backlights, do you? No, I don't. I um, I tried it once, had a bad experience with it, so I just I kind of was like, you know what, I don't need these, and uh, so I'm still relying on the the uh, the game light, which is manufactured by a third party. Nintendo um, accessories um, uh, manufacturer called mm -hmm. Newbie, um, and they're getting harder to find. They break pretty easily. They get pretty fragile. But um, all the same, for me, it's actually just it's it's actually more versatile because I'd be a lot more worried about let's say dropping and damaging a Game Boy that I've spent a lot of money to customize, mm -hmm. um, and or if I'm ever in a situation where. Um, I might maybe one of mine isn't working. I need to borrow someone else's. I know that if I have this 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 peripheral this light, I can snap onto it. That I'm right. good, whether it's backlit or not. And they're they're so. incandescent, aren't they? They're yeah, they yeah. And <laughs> I've got one of them where like you know the bulb is burnt out, or I don't, and I'm wondering wonder if bulbs like this even exist anymore. And I wouldn't know how to get in there to change it, so it's a whole thing. But it comes with its own 
you know, there are certain conveniences, but it comes with its own set of trade-offs. Yeah, I'm, I modded one of uh, one of mine because I, oh, yeah? I have uh, others, but they're basically the same lights. Uh-huh. I modded them to LED, so it's possible. Let's talk rates. I might have to. I might oh, have to sure. hire hire sure. your services. Sure, I'll, I'll gladly help you. That would be awesome. Well, you think that's hardcore, but I believe USK performed without any lights at all. Did He's like just angling his yeah, Game no Boy. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to start that chain. It's like, dancing, oh, I'm start that chain. That's but pretty classic USK, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like old school. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well. Um, let's see if there's anything else on the list that we wanted to talk about, because I believe there was. Uh, I, want, I wanted to ask you... Are there any, like, I don't think I should rephrase it as what's your favorite album, but are there any, any chiptune albums that you would like to highlight or pinpoint? Perhaps obscure stuff that people don't know? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think both of like stuff that has, for me, have been like personal classics for a long time and also some of the stuff that's coming out nowadays that has really knocked me out. Um, there's an artist who uh, has just done a new release on on cheap beats called Scythe is his name. Um, Japanese musician, really intricate, great stuff. Um, I forget the name of the new record. I have I just got a copy of it. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. I have his his previous one, which is called Nighty Night Stories. I think um, just really impeccably impeccably perform. Uh, design, uh, the sound design is impeccably done, and uh, and the songwriting is great too. Um, that's just one off the top of my head of like you know recent artists. Um, some of my favorites, some of the ones that for me have been kind of like longtime classics. Even though I at the, earlier on I was talking about how chip music doesn't necessarily have to be confined by you know uh, the concepts of video gaming or, or you know that kind of thing. I'm going to sound a little bit like a hypocrite when I say one of my favorite chiptune records is a record that very much deliberately borrows from you know like the VGM aesthetic. Uh, it's a mm-hmm. Swedish musician goes by the name Rugar, and it's uh, an EP called uh, My Girl the Princess. It was released on Ape of Peoples in 2003 or four maybe. Um, just incredibly written NES um, music uh, with. I th- as I understand it, all done in MML. If you're, I don't know if you're familiar with MML. It's music markup language. Um, it's basically a text-based way to write music for the NES, um, uh-huh. um, which then needs to be compiled, and you can compile it into uh, a playable uh, NSF file. Um, it seems to me to be just impossibly... I can't imagine writing music in this way, you know, like in a text file, but um, Rugar did an incredible job of it. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people say that about those DJs as well. So. That's probably true. Um, but yeah, but this record is it's just one of my favorites. And because not only it, it's, it's, it's video game style music, but it also, there is such a deep, uh, it's clear that the, the artist is drawing from a really deep and broad history of, of just deep music knowledge, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, it's really quite sophisticated. Um, so I, I really enjoy it. That one has never gotten old for me. Um, another one that comes to mind sort of randomly is Omodaka. You're familiar with Omodaka, Japanese yeah, um, musician yeah, yeah, yeah. who does... Um, I know him from another, like he, he does things under different artist names as well. Yeah, um, his real name um, is Soichi, Soichi Tarada. Tarada yeah. Yeah. He did um, a lot of house tracks back in, the, yep. back in the old days when I probably wasn't even born yet. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, Omodaka is his sort of like chip, chip music project, and it's, it's, I don't really know how to describe it and how to do it justice. Um, it's um, chiptune oriented pop music that's blended with what I understand to be a traditional form of Japanese music called Enka. Um, and he collaborates with a vocalist whose name I don't recall at the moment, but um, it's, there's nothing that's, it sounds like nothing else, and I really, I, I, I can't get enough of that either. Um, 
um, recently released a new record, I believe. Um, or maybe he's posted that he's, he's got one coming out soon. I forget which, but anyway, I've been a little bit out of the loop. Didn't he play Square Sands last year on Madaka? I think he did. Like, not the, not the recent one, but the year before that. I can't oh, remember, I but it could be. It was I one of the artists on Sunday, or the year before that. Anyway. Don't remember. Yeah, good artist. Well, I've got some new music to listen to. I like this. We're going to ask this question from every... Like, if you're ever a guest on the, guest on the show, from now on, we're going to ask this question. Yeah, compile the list. <laughs> Um, there's also these two, um, there's two other uh, new discoveries for me, um, somewhat new. Um, there are these Dutch musicians, uh, Wisefire and Antler, I don't know if you guys are familiar, um, but really no. impressive live, live shows with some interesting, you know, um, highly nice. technical props and, <laughs> uh, and uh, some excellent, you know, songwriting musicianship as well. So Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. You guys should check these guys out. Yeah. Well, we've got the bit shifter stamp of approval now. So, um, so you listen to, because you mentioned... Um, uh, the guy, the guy, girl that released on like I don't know what their artist name was, but on Eight Bit People. Oh yeah, Rugar, being, a Swedish yeah, musician. Yeah. Being influenced by uh, the video game music history. So do you listen to a lot of video game music? I don't. Besides I, chip or? I, I don't really. Um, I feel like I should. I think for me, I've kind of had. I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. Um, early on, when I was first involved with chip music and making chip music since I did encounter a lot of the same sort of understandable misconceptions that people might have, you know, of like, well, oh, so what, it's video game music, it's, mm-hmm. it sounds like video game music, what is it? Um, for me, I was, for a long time, I was trying to make a point to, um, with varying degrees of success, to trying to make a point to, to frame what I was doing and hopefully to frame the nature of chip music in general to people who asked as something that was distinct from, from video game culture. Yeah. It didn't have to be, you know... Um, Tetris remixes and Mario T-shirts. Um, I have probably held a little, held on to that separation a little more than I need to, especially now. I feel like at this point, I mean, frankly, even as of like ten or you know nine or ten years ago, that point has probably already been pretty solidly made, you know, by mm. the community. I don't think there was really, I think, there was enough distinction that had been established that people were no longer really necessarily confusing chip music for being game music or being like derived from game culture. Um, I am getting to the question, I promise. Oh, no, I know ahead. this is very circuitous. But, um, <laughs> so but where I'm going with this is in that time, though, I really have, I've kind of shied away from really listening to a lot of video game music. Um, I'm, I, this is, I haven't really been a participant in video game, video game culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but I feel like it's probably time for me to, you know, I, I feel like that point's been made that I was trying to make or help make years ago, and I should probably just, you know, stop being such a tight ass. <laughs> <laughs> this is video game music. There's lots of good video game music, but I mean... You don't have to if you don't want to. Yeah, well, I, I'll hit you up for some recommendations. So, Anything you would recommend? And Frank, Frank, Frank Martin, Jospros, and yes. I, like, half of our, like, I speak to him, like, I think daily or, like, every two days, and we just share obscure, random, like, video games. That's great. Right. So, yeah. I'll have to pick your brain. Ask uh, him and me. Yeah, sure. Yeah, pick your brain about that, because yeah. I'd like to get a little bit more, yeah, I'd like to get more uh, uh, experience under my belt yeah. with that stuff. And, um... Another question, which I like, is also fun for us to answer. Uh, Maxime Rouleau from Parvenu recently posted this on Facebook. He said, "What do you, what do you, your family or friends think about the weird kind of music that you're making?" Like, <laughs> and I thought it was kind of a fun question. Like, my um, most of my friends actually think it's kind of cool. Someone, some of them went with me to uh, some shows. The first bit rate that I went to, like, we went with a gang of like, I believe it was five or six people, and drove there. Um, so that was kind of cool, and my 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 parents 
while I don't see them at shows very often because <laughs> it's loud and like fancy, but they think it's cool. But I can imagine there's people in the chip scene that like don't really have that. Like, yeah, friends think it's weird. So, like, yeah, how is that for you? I mean, I've been lucky. I mean, being maybe it's a function of where I was when I first discovered this stuff um, in New York City, where there's a lot of patience for weird and off, you know, just, you know, strange art and music. Um, and I felt right away, I fell into like a small community of people who were doing this stuff anyway. So it was, it was great. Um, so most of my friends, most of my, most of my best friends nowadays are people that I made through, you know, my experience with chip music. Mm-hmm. So we had this sort of um, built in network and those friends that I've had, who I didn't meet through them, uh, through that scenario, that scene rather. Um, yeah, they tend to be pretty supportive. Um, my family, I don't know that they necessarily get it entirely. I don't think yeah. that they would go voluntarily to a whole lot of shows, but I think that they see that they see that there's something special to this, uh, you know, as a community and as like a global phenomenon. And uh, and and I think that they respect it for that reason. Yeah. That's cool. Gets yeah. you traveling to Europe. So. Yeah, I mean, I never would have. Honestly, I can't believe. Like, I can't believe that I'm, you know, this lucky to get to do this kind of thing. And it's all thanks to... To Europe. To yeah, uh, yeah. chip music, so... Yeah. yeah. Was it Jonas who contacted you first? I'm sorry? Was it Jonas who contacted you first? Um, playing here? Oh, about Big Red? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I believe, like, he, he told me that, like, he, he'd been trying to get you and USK to play here for a long, long while. Well, the Big Red, Big Red before the one that you played, he told me, yeah, I'm talking to some to someone from the US and some from the from Japan, and I really hope... They can make it, but like he didn't really, he didn't really think that both of them would be here. And you know, I think this was his dream edition of Bitcoin. Well, <laughs> it's it was I can say it was an honor for me to be part of that lineup. It was so much fun, and uh, and Jonas is a great guy, and and like, yeah, I was really excited to have a chance to come come over here and yeah. to perform. And so. his sister is a really good cook. She made food for all the artists. It was really good. I didn't get a chance to sample it. You but, didn't. Uh, oh yeah, no, yeah. You I'll have, have to come back. back. Yeah, it was really good. We did have uh, Jonas's food, right? Were you there for that? Yeah, you were. That, yes, yeah. for that, that night I was there. Yeah, and that was great too. Yeah. That was awesome. Another day after. Yeah. yeah. Right. Good. What is your family and friends? Um, my parents quite supported. They don't entirely get it. My mother. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that's, that's n- nobody nobody gets it except when you're in, in the yeah. scene, right? Um, but my mother loves my music. I mean, I, I, I'm her kid, so yeah. obviously. And they're, se- they're selling my CD. Oh, that's uh, they, amazing. They, they, they have a, a, a small stack of them, and they, they sell them to friends. And, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Nice. So, so that. Um, friends, yeah, like, like you said, like I'm, I'm making friends in, in the scene now. Yeah. And um, so they get it. Yeah. And friends out of the, outside of the scene, they've, they've been to a couple, and they understand it, but... Most of the people they say, yeah, I like it, but it's it's not my kind of thing. Yeah, for once, like just like I'd like to go show once. And yeah, 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 yeah. Experience like that. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's fine. Like like I don't mind. Like the the the, the community online is great. The, yeah. The the community yeah. offline is is amazing. Like, yeah, people are really just you know almost everyone I've ever met has been really welcoming and you know and just incredibly friendly. So yeah, yeah. I fully agree. Yeah. Except for these two. Except for these two. Terrible people. Let's not have drinks afterwards. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you would like? Where can people find you online? Um, thanks for asking. Um, so I have a website at bit.shifter.net. Um, it was coded in like 2009 and it looks like it. I really haven't 
I up, I update the content, but you know, be prepared for a non-mobile friendly, you know, really kind of at this point old school looking website. Um, chip to an aesthetic. Theme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and there's links on that to uh, everywhere else you can find me online. So you know, Twitter and SoundCloud, SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Uh, you're, you're, on, you're on iTunes, Spotify. I am, yeah. Um, all the major um, music distributors um, you should be able to find my music and streaming services, uh, with the exception of Amazon. I recently pulled my stuff down from Amazon because I figured, what's his name, Jeff Bezos? He doesn't need whatever infinitesimal fraction of a cent he's getting from every six months when like one of my tracks sells. I figure he's rich enough. I don't need to contribute to that. Um, so if you're an Amazon enthusiast, I'm sorry, you're going to have to go elsewhere for my music. Buy on Bandcamp. Right. Yeah, Bandcamp is, is is my is my favorite of the of all the platforms. Yeah. Just as a as a musician and as a fan, I just think it's a great it's a great service. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Let's wrap up. Or is there anything else? Oh, there's one thing that I wanted to mention. Kinovitz doing a an online chiptune festival on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure what it entails, but it looked really cool. The the posters were really good as well. Um, I think the basic idea is that once every week or like two weeks, um, he invites an artist to do an online set on Twitch. Um, and I think Weekland already did one, but there's a lot of big names on there, so... That's great. Uh, even if you're in a remote area where it's hard to like, go to chip shows, this is perfect, yeah. so... As long as you've got an internet connection. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to mention that as well. Party. Um, I say let's wrap, wrap, let's wrap up. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for like, doing an interview. It's my pleasure. Thank you, guys. Um, this has been a blast, and uh, yeah. yeah, see you guys next time. Yes. That's absolutely. That's good luck with the with the tour. Yeah. Thank you very much. We'll, we'll see each other. And, we'll see each other again in Chip as a fan. But oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah. That'll be yeah. great. All right. Well, thank you, and um, be back in a bit. We'll be back in a bit.